Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Montana Big Zeit Country, uh, uh, which is, of course, a reference to the Montana license plate that brags that they're the big sky state. A lot of sky over there. I've always thought that was like kind of poetic, um, but Super Producer Brian was also pointing out that it it's not a great sign when uh, you are bragging about how like good the view of the sky is. From, hey from man, welcome to Montana. Whoa, what's up with this place? Wait, why don't you look at the sky, asshole? Okay. <laughs> hey, look up there. Look up and there. Just it's run away. Dope. I mean, should we just open up off top talking about what what's on your mind? Bro. Yeah, fuck yeah. it. Okay. You want to talk about Manchester United versus Arsenal? That's what you're saying? Yeah, it seems like I don't even look. This is, you know, it's a, it, it used to be a big grudge match back when Sir Alex Ferguson was the manager of United and Arsene Wenger was the manager of Arsenal. And then things have changed. We've both kind of slipped and gone our separate ways. But both teams have been resurgent recently. And, you know, Manchester United has been up and down. The only reason I'm talking about this is because in soccer, they have introduced a thing called uh, VAR, um, which is the video assistant referee. So if there's like a penalty shout or something and maybe a foul that maybe the, the referee needs to check to make sure he got the call right, they do that. And in this game, we saw two penalty shouts. One were Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, he he buried he buried the penalty. But uh, one of our players had brought down a Manchester United player in the box. And yeah, I'm not going to really... I'm not going to really say that was a clean tackle. I can see how that could have been a penalty. But earlier in the game, Harry Maguire for Manchester United straight up just grabbed one of our defenders' wrists and just dragged him to the ground cynically, not even looking for the ball. And that was such a blatant penalty that wasn't given that I'm just in my feelings. It's a, mm. a lot of ups and downs with my sports recently. So all that to say, uh, I'm seething. But yeah, that's that's, that's the fun of. That's the fun of sport, you know, it, is you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. It's just tough when like you're, you know, sports fans know this when you're like, it's rigged, you know, right. when you have that feeling and like you're adamant about it and you're like, this is what the <laughs> league does, man. <laughs> this is the, what the league does. They got to make sure that Cristiano Ronaldo and the right. and United, they're going places. They wrote us off. And that's the, that's the mindset I'm in. I got my tinfoil hat on, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right. What was well, that about Joe Byron? <laughs> Joe Biden. Uh, announced his COVID plans. And yes. uh, speaking of tinfoil hats, that's what he's recommending. He said that's what's <laughs> going to uh, save us. Is uh, now You guys uh, heard about this 5G? You're like, oh my God, did Joe Biden say <laughs> oh that no, right now? Joe. Biden's COVID plans include uh, expanding booster access, expanding vaccine access for kids, free at-home rapid tests, uh, which is something that we called for. Uh, so it seems like Biden is... I haven't gotten his Spotify wrapped uh, tweet yet where he shows us how many hours he listened, but I'm guessing uh, Biden is Zeitgang. So um, based on... God, I hope not. Yeah. Uh, he's the worst kind. <laughs> he listens to it and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The opposite of what yeah, they're saying. Yeah, more on that. You guys should listen to this uh, Crooked Media. No, there, there's some Johns who get it. They get uh, it. They gets it. So free at-home rapid tests, uh, extend public transit mask requirement, um, testing for international travelers, uh, which all makes sense to me. What's next? They're going to put some fucking camps. Hey, man. Hey, FEMA, man. If you start hearing about FEMA, you know what time it is. You know what time it is. Yeah. You know 
what that Katrina was just a dry run. Warm up act, man. All right. Uh, Licorice Pizza is trending. Uh, that's the new uh, P.T. Anderson movie. Okay. Not to be yeah. confused with uh, P.T. Barnum or Wes Anderson, who I always uh. uh, want to confuse him with. But <laughs> uh, that's his new movie set in the 70s, uh, shot on 35 millimeter the film. Yeah, set in the valley, all about the valley. My friend's house is where they shot it at. Paul Thomasson is like, you have a valley home that's so valley, I need to shoot in this place for it to be the 70s San Fernando Valley. The movie, it feels like one of those movies you make with your friends, like mm. it, when you're a kid, except done by like one of the best filmmakers of all time. But like the Heim sister is the lead. She's getting, I think, uh, a lot of awards buzz. She's never been in a movie, like acted in a movie before. I don't know if she's ever acted before, but the reason he knows her and her sisters is because their mom was his uh, art teacher when he was growing up. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> in a In a valley, like... Uh, Alanaheim, that's the one. Wow, that's yeah. wild. Talk about that's like what form of nepotism is that? I watched the movie. She's so good. Philip Seymour Hoffman's son is the lead, the male lead. It's a romantic comedy, and like so, uh, it's got a male and female lead. And Philip Seymour Hoffman's son had not acted in anything really before. He's fucking like phenomenal. Uh, so it's like, man, this is. You you don't hear many uh, arguments for nepotism, but this this feels like uh, right. one of them. It's uh it's really fucking good. People people should check it out. I was shocked personally that Red Notice was nowhere to be seen on this. Yeah, uh, the film movie. of the century, right? Yeah, that's what I heard. West Side Story got some big awards. The lead actress, uh, the the young woman who was the result of a national talent search, who like went viral when she got selected with her bathroom audition that she yeah absolutely with her bathroom destroyed. audition. So she she won best actress in this uh, national review board. Damn. Yeah, that movie's supposed to be like people are saying that's gonna be really good. She also has an iHeart podcast on the My Cultura Network. Oh, she uh, does. Yeah. Damn. Rachel Zegler. That's who it is. Rachel Zegler. Rachel Zegler. Come through. Just another podcast host. Uh, it's not a it's not a chat show. She's acting in it. But yeah, so she's about to be like a, a household name. It's, it's um, funny because I saw headlines that were like, yo, the West Side Story film is like near perfection. And I like how and like, you know, like the LA Times said something like, yo, Spielberg has his groove back. And even the New York Post, who likes to always push back like on whatever they think the like lib newspapers are doing, they said, West Side Story Review, Spielberg's take on musical? Not as bad as you'd think. So they still <laughs> had to kind of right. shit on it, but still be like, wasn't bad though. <laughs> I know. You think our most commercially successful living director, uh, it remaking what is like one believed to be one of the best movies of the 20th century. I know you're, you probably think that's going to suck, right? Yeah. It's not complete shit. Okay. Just so, kind of maybe could be shit. Oh no. It's kind of good. Did you know about tragedy of Macbeth? That's another one that was kind of getting some awards. Um, in this, this is like one of the first, uh, big award season awards. So that's no. why I'm paying attention to it. But tragedy of Macbeth is a adaptation of Macbeth that's written and directed by one of the Coen brothers, oh. uh, which is first first solo joint from one of the Coen brothers, uh, starring Denzel as Macbeth. So I don't oh, know, wow. man. Okay, who's Lady Macbeth? 
uh, Francis McDormand. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait for real? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> That's like <Your> reaction. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, huh? Hmm? Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, makes sense. You know, that's your boo. You know, cast your boo. Yeah. And she's also, um, I have no, and also, I think, like, bad about her, actors, but yeah, her performances. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I, just, I, was just, I can't picture her just going off and being like, out damn spot. Um, right. Because <laughs> she's so just of the earth. Yeah. But it'll be interesting. Uh, also, don't look up. I've been, I've been kind of curious to see what people think of that movie, the new, uh, Adam McKay movie and it made their top 10 year end list. So seems like that might be pretty good or okay. at least not complete shit to right. borrow a, a term from the New York post. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A, a headline construction, one of their favorites. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyways, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, power of the dog, I think is one of the ones that didn't really get any recognition in this, even though people think it, I think it was the favorite prior to this uh, to win yeah. the Best Picture Award. Just so surreal to me that like kind of the conversation around movies is like picking up to like 2019-ish like levels. Whereas like last year, it was like, bro, I don't know what the fuck even came out. Who the fuck yeah. going to give any? What is this? And I've not quite, I mean, I haven't been to a, I can't remember the last movie I saw in the movie theater, but times are changing, huh? The earth yeah. is healing. The industry is healing. Yeah. I still haven't seen House of Gucci, which I promised myself I was going to see. But I'm going to see that. I just don't know. I'm trying to find a screener or something. Licorice you know, Pizza got to me. My uh, my wife and I were trying to figure out which one we were going to see, and I was just like, "Damn, this looks too good." So, yeah, rather than the the, the movie, one that's just the a head joke. scratcher of the House of Gucci. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, and Major League Baseball is trending uh, because the owners have locked out the players um, <laughs> for the first time since the mid-90s. I, I remember the last time this happened, and I think the general consensus was like, oh, come on, two groups of rich guys fighting with each other. Right. Um, I, I'm hoping that we're past that and we recognize that like one group of rich guys is way richer the other group is like still trying to you know make it you know and a bunch of them are like coming up from the miners where they make like minimum wage and uh the the owners don't provide anything other than capital so right fuck them and they're the ones who are the aggressors here they're locking the players out I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the players are the thing that people go to baseball games to see. Oh, um, speak for yourself. I, I go to see <laughs> Magic Johnson be overweight and throw a first pitch out. <laughs> like, catch, what? catch a look at the owner's box. What a, what's he wearing? You know? Yeah, this is a, I don't know how much sympathy in this. This is different than 94, you know? Yeah, that's what but, I'm hoping they find out real quick. Yeah, that, okay, good luck with that because at the end of the day, your argument is I could be making more money off you people. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. I do. It's pretty ballsy. Like they showed up and left eight minutes after the negotiations started and we're just, and uh, announced the lockout uh, nine hours before the, like uh, the previous agreement had run its course. So they really think that they have a strong hand here with the lockout. The owners do. 
they're like, let's see him try to do this without us, the rich old guys who sell tickets to watch them do the most amazing shit. Oh, and right. then you have like these people like 50 Cent who are like, welcome to 50 Cent's Baseball League, starring <laughs> all the people from Major League Baseball. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, what, what a... What a time. What a time. You love to see the rich, you know, get each other's backs and mm-hmm. fight the people that are slightly less rich than them. Exactly. Susan Sarandon is trending, uh, and I don't know why. Twitter is uh, a fucking mess. There, what happened? There's, like, all these takes about how, like, Susan Sarandon is the reason, like, it, you know, the the stress of the Supreme Court and the impending doom over there. It's just like got a lot of people like, how do we get here? How do we get, how do we have these majorities? And like a line was, you know, not that this is everyone's take, but this is for whatever reason, this is being hotly debated uh, about the fact that Susan Sarandon was the, uh, you know, nexus of all of this because she, she do because she supported Bernie in 2016. And because of that, that's why Trump won. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Man, Trump would be president right now if it if <laughs> I mean, I don't, Clinton had won in 2016. Yeah. I just I'm just thinking of like, yeah, because Susan Sarandon is uh, we all know reflexively if I said who's the most powerful being in American politics, every fucking person in the country including children would say Susan Sarandon. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking I mean, kingmaker. Okay, we all know that. Sarandon. Yeah, Um, because, you know, Susan Sarandon uh, was confirming Trump judges. Uh, Wait, no, that's that's Democrats that were elected uh, because they wanted to fuck off for their, you know, spring recess early. Like, this is so I mean, again, for people who are just going to like live in like big D blue, no matter who world. Like, yeah, yeah, this is a very convenient way to deflect all of the attention away from the elected officials who did fuck all. Right. Exactly. But and anyway, they and instead of, uh, you know, criticizing them, they're criticizing a person who didn't just automatically vote for them. Right. That's that's the problem is that people are too critical of mainstream Democrats. I don't know. People just, again, have, have this is. I think a very, a very telling moment because this is again how you'll, you'll pit sort of the establishment against any kind of progressive wing. Not to mention that, th- like as if Susan Sarandon has had a hand in the systematic like dismantling of reproductive rights over decades. Right. This isn't like Sarandon had a hand in doing this. Oh, yeah. So, oh, I just yikes. That, that rhymed. Uh-oh. New York and, Post. Uh, Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tom Cruise is trending. He is prepping for his most dangerous stunt yet for Mission Impossible 8. Uh, in this one, he slips out of a World War II biplane. He hangs from the wing while the plane enters a tailspin. Oh my God, what? That shit doesn't even make sense for a Mission Impossible. It does sound dangerous as hell, but I feel like he's just chasing death more than a cool looking stunt. Yeah, bro, just get covid you know, like, why I mean, you heard do that? what he had to say about that. Yeah, I, I love. So in this next Mission Impossible film, th- they are going to be interacting with World War Two era technology. All right. So let me make a prediction, because mm-hmm. this is uh, this is something that I've wanted somebody to put into a movie at some okay. point. 
There were these Russian soldiers uh, that were known as the Night Witches. Oh, right. Who used to go silent. Yeah, they would fly over uh, Germans and then cut the engine and just glide for a little while and drop bombs on them so you couldn't hear them coming. You right. The bombs would just drop, and then the engines would kick back on, uh, but not before you would hear them laughing at you. Right, and then... Um, yeah. So I've been wondering, like, you know, probably World War II era technology, harder to detect by modern technology. Uh, it doesn't make sense, but it's a cool right. idea. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. Or it's going to be like fucking Red Notice or like, I don't know. It's like, wait, Nazi shit? What? <laughs> I okay. haven't seen Red Notice, but I'm excited to talk about I it. I had with to. You. Yeah. Not we'll, I had to. We'll talk about it on Monday's episode. I wasn't made to, but I definitely, after seeing all the fucking outlandish claims from Netflix, I'm like, really fool. Let's see. Because like certain things like the. The Hemsworth movie that was just all shoot 'em up shit. Like I yeah. get it, that shit was yeah, that was fun. But even then, I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about yeah, it. yeah. We'll talk about. It. Um, but anyways, uh, Tom Cruise, go go to therapy. Don't don't be the living yeah. embodiment of guys would rather go to therapy or rather you know blank than go to therapy. <laughs> would rather um, jump out of a World War II era biplane than go to therapy. Like I feel like he's just like modern technology is too safe we gotta we gotta go back to when you know trying to fly a plane just killed you at random right even um, like other scientologists are like oh right hey, tom <laughs> yeah all right well those are the things that are trending on this thursday afternoon we are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show yep. until then be kind to each other be kind to yourselves Get the vaccine, get the booster, don't do nothing about white supremacy, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye.